You're listening to Shift, Human First Financial Guidance with Ross Marino. Today we are shifting the conversation with Danica and Deanna. Hello, ladies. Hello, Ross. Good to see both of you today. Looking forward to seeing both of you in San Antonio in March. You're together working on a session where you're going to combine registered life planning and coaching. Both of you have a background in that. Initially, to me, it sounds like a match made in heaven. So, Danica, why don't we start off with you? Why is that such a good combination? Yeah, I think the there's a lot of overlap in coaching and the life planning work, um, specifically the registered life planner training that Deanna and I have been through. And I think one of the primary components of both of those things is allowing the client to be sort of the the driver, so to speak, or the um, the initiator. So really shifting from more of a traditional financial planning relationship where the planner is the expert and they sort of, you know, tell the client what to do. Like, this is my list of things that you need to do to accomplish your goals. Um, it really shifts it so that the client is able to direct that, you know, that path that they're on. So they're able to say, this is, this is where I want to go, but this is how I want to get there. So I actually heard somebody describe it as, you know, if you put something into your GPS to go from point A to B, it's going to give you the fastest route, right? But you might want to take the scenic route. You might want to, you know, or you might have an errand to run on the way, or you might want to go in a different direction. And so it really allows the client the ability to say, yeah, okay, that might be the fastest way to get there, but this is the this is the way that I want to go. I think part of it is, is that we in our brain instinctively think what is going to be most efficient as a financial planner, because we've got this process, we have a, a checklist, and we're thinking, here's the things we have to do. But in that case, that's about me and my process and what I'm thinking. But when someone comes in, I know I have to shift. So Deanna, think, you think you could talk a little bit about how do I change my perspective where instead of being the person that's driving the meeting, I literally have to hand that over to them. Yeah, and, and there's a little bit of humility that we have to have as planners, right? Because I was sharing with Danica and Ross earlier, it's like we may be experts in money, we may know exactly what all the technicalities are. At the end of the day, though, the client is an expert in their own life. They know what their own momentum is when it comes to pace, right? We don't want to overwhelm clients because they'll never come back if we make them feel overwhelmed. And we also don't want to, I mean, we don't always understand exactly what a client is going through. But if we create a space for them to share that with us, for us to share feedback on, yes, the technicalities, but also success that we've seen with other clients, right? So we end up becoming a sounding board. Um, to quote so Susan Bradley, she talks about us thinking partners. And the training as registered life planners and coaching really just drives that home even more. So I think as an advisor, it, it might be a little uncomfortable to go into a meeting or a conversation where if I'm literally handing control of the agenda over, which is what I need to do, I may not have any idea where it's going to go. And, mm -hmm. and I might be a little apprehensive mm -hmm. because the, the client may go all over the place for a little bit. And, and I know I have to let them go. Um, Danica, how about you, how do you talk about how do I navigate that uh, if the conversation's kind of wavering? And how do I bring it down to, okay, here's at least some action steps we need to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. I do think it's a very different um, type of engaging with clients. And so it can be really hard to kind of think like, oh my gosh, where 
I have no idea what this client is going to bring to the the conversation. But I think, you know, allowing them to just sort of vocalize what what is on their mind, because if you, you know, if you have a prepared agenda and you kind of launch into it and they're like still stuck on, you know, this something that was keeping them awake last night, you're going to go nowhere. So, I mean, I definitely start all my meetings with, is there anything that you want to make sure that we cover today? And sometimes that is the thing, the only thing that we cover, right? So it is, a, it's definitely a different way of approaching a client meeting. There's no doubt about that. And I do think it doesn't necessarily mean just letting the client talk for an hour, right? I think that as advisors, we have a responsibility to guide that process. So for instance, a client might start the meeting by saying like, oh my gosh, I I know I need to do this thing, but it's really overwhelming to me. And it's like, okay, well, let's talk through what are some of the things that need to happen in order for you to accomplish this task. And then again, you know, to the point of allowing the client to direct a little bit is then to say like, okay, of those things, which is, which is the place where you'd like to start, right? We could start with task A or task B or task C, but which of those is the most appealing to you? And then the client, the client has so much more motivation when they are able to choose that thing. So again, as the, as the advisor, I don't think it means just letting a client take over and like, you just kind of sit there and let them talk for an hour. We definitely have to kind of move that process forward. And there's some specific techniques and questions to ask to kind of, to do that. So I don't think it's just like carte blanche, the client just, you know, mm. it's not a therapy session, but we do have a, a responsibility to help them, um, to, to keep them on a path and to keep them moving forward. And I think when clients, I remember I have a specific memory in mind of a client who um, she had received money through both uh, inheritance and also being a widow. And it kind of happened on the same time. And this client would always come in and was very chatty. She had all kinds of things that she wanted to chat about. And it was just her being nervous. It was her anxiety, right? So us as planners, maybe we're not going to be in charge of the agenda, but I always think like, I want the client to leave this session or this time that we're spending together, feeling more confident about their money rather than worse. And sometimes that means I do have to listen to that chatter a little bit more without speeding them up. So one of, again, coaching really helps you. It brings the focus back on the client planner connection. So it's less about navigating what's happening and more just listening to the, where the client's at. And then there ends up being more progress because that way the client will actually trust you enough to bring up their concerns, to bring up the reason that they're not going to do, like maybe they're not going to leave whoever it is that they're working with because it's their brother-in-law, you know, and you might know that there's a better, so it's, it's that kind of thing. Like the more we focus on open conversation with the client, the easier it is for them to actually implement what they want to implement. And I'd imagine as we let them list off, here's what we're thinking about. There's probably some things that just as they say it, they're going to check it off their list anyway, because they realize maybe this isn't as important as I thought it was. And it probably helps the funnel process. Do you find that, Danica? Yeah. And I think um, Deanna's point is is very um, accurate, just that, you know, the client needs to feel heard. So if we do, you know, we don't want to rush and just kind of be like, okay, well, now we got to get to the agenda and now we got to make progress. I mean, sometimes they do just need to like get it out there and then we need to acknowledge it. And that, that might be enough for them. You know, it might be enough to say like, okay, you know, you listened, you heard me, I'm ready to kind of move on. Um, so I think there's a lot of validity in um, giving the client the space to get those things off their chest. Um, but I do think that there is some... Um, <sighs> There is a role for the advisor to play 
in, you know, it's not just about, I, I think listening is important, but I don't think that's the only um, thing that we're there for. So there's, yeah, it's, it's a balance, I guess, like many things in um, allowing them to vocalize, allowing them to have the space, but then also saying, okay, well, now what, now what do we do next? I know the navigating is always a challenge. I, I know I go into some conversations and even as I'm asking somebody what they're thinking and how they're feeling, uh, I, I may have no idea what they're going to bring up or what is probably more frequent, I think I know what they're going to bring up and then they start talking and I realize, no, I, I was I was not expecting that. So I know we have to sit back and listen and, and then of course you have to um, make sure you zero in on what the takeaways are and even sometimes uh, there may not be major tasks after a meeting just to actually give it an open source of, yes, here's what we may have to do. Maybe we just have to follow up again and, and think about something. There may not be action items. Uh, there's certainly a lot of art here and science. I'm looking forward to your session. I know you guys have some handouts you just said. And how about you just, uh, Deanna, if you could close with, here's a couple things we're going to talk on in the session, and then we'll see you guys later. Yeah, definitely. One of the things that as Dink and I were preparing for this, we also thought about the way that uh, planners will sometimes try and make rapport right? So sometimes we say like small talk, talk about the football team that you both love. And it actually doesn't create as strong of a relationship. So we're really going to focus on how do you make sure that you create that strong relationship and that you work from the client's own sense of momentum, because that'll be much less frustrating to both the client and ourselves. And there's something that you said, Ross, like going into a meeting and having no idea what the client's going to talk about. I actually love that about my job. I like people they are very unpredictable and I like working with us as That's opposed exciting. to numbers. Yeah. yeah, well, this is going to be a great session. I'm glad you guys are coming out and speaking. Looking forward to seeing both of you in San Antonio. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Shift with Ross Marino. Please visit humanfirst.live to learn more. This show is for general information purposes only and is not intended to provide recommendations or advice. Speak with a legal, tax, or financial advisor before making any decisions. Past performance references are historical and do not guarantee future results.